You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web. Very good, From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Chloe and Lamar After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424. 424- Two five six seventeen twenty nine, and now another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's Chloe and Lamar After Show. Hello, everyone. Mari Sagal here in New York. I'm joined by my lovely co-host Jackie Moran in New York and Pam. Zapata in Los Angeles. How are you? I am doing great here in New York, ready to head to L.A. tomorrow, actually, ladies, but... I'm doing excellent right now. Thank you guys for asking. Can you hear that? Are you guys still with me? Are you guys still with me? I guess you're not. We'll work on that. Uh, Well, we had a great show of Chloe and Lamar tonight. Lots of things happening with the trade and the stress and uh, Chloe a little uneasy about, you know, moving to Texas, but seemed like she was ready to pick up her bags and leave, which was really nice. Um, I think she handled it pretty well, considering uh, she did have to move her entire life to Texas. Uh, Malika didn't take it so well. Clearly, she was a little upset. Um, But they were all super supportive, all helped her pack up and um, help her on her way to Texas. Uh, So one of the first things I want to talk about is um, how Lamar felt about it. Uh, I think a lot of people talked about how he was very depressed and sad that uh, he was, you know, kind of being taken away from the Lakers and he felt like betrayed because he had been with the Lakers for so long and they kind of just left him and we're going to trade him to the Hornets and then he was back to LA but then decided he didn't want to stay in LA because they didn't want him so went to to his manager about other options and then he ended up in Dallas Uh, so what do you guys think about uh, everything that happened tonight (laughs) just kidding we're going to go try to get you back on Paul are we working on that yeah Perfect. So uh, I think that, you know, Lamar did the right thing. He, you know, fell upset that obviously his teammates or not his teammates, but whoever was in charge of the trade, uh, I guess, didn't want him anymore. But, you know, made the best of it, talked to his manager, talked about other options. And eventually now he's now in Dallas. Um, I think Chloe was is a great wife, as we've spoken about before. You know, she was ready to, you know, she's like a ride or die. She's ready to pick up her bags and move out to Dallas. And I think she handled it well. I mean, her family seemed supportive. I mean, Malika was a little upset, but Rob was all supportive. They all helped her move. And, I mean, I think she handled it really well, personally. I don't think I could uh, pick up my bags and leave, but that's because I'm selfish. All right, we got a... Uh... We do have Jackie and Mari calling right back, so we're going to go ahead and patch them back in. Jackie, you guys here? Uh, yep, I am here right now. Let me just patch in Jackie and Pamela. We'll, keep, we'll catch up with you. Perfect, perfect, perfect. All right, so Jackie and I are both on the line. Sorry that we got disconnected for a second. But as I was saying, although this show was a very emotional episode... 
I loved it because, and now Jackie, I know you feel the same way, this was an episode that girls and boys alike could relate to. Me sitting there watching it because I love Khloe Kardashian. My boyfriend sitting there watching it because he loves seeing the insider story behind the trait. Because, you know, he watched ESPN and all the sports shows. And I watched Kardashians. And this was almost like a, a documentary seeing what happened behind the scenes. So that was pretty interesting to me. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. For me, you know, you know basketball fans, non-basketball fans, I am obviously not a huge basketball fan. I love Chloe. Obviously, I think she's the most real, down-to-earth girl. And, you know, I think what made this episode so good compared to, like, Malika's boob job that never came about <laughs> is that this was real drama. This was action in their lives that we got the inside track on, something that you don't have to be a huge basketball fan to appreciate, although obviously that makes it even better if you are. But just the fact that this is just an aspirational kind of cool lifestyle that you want to see more of and we got to to see more of it and the way they approached it as a couple and their realness. Everything about this episode for me, I wish all episodes of the Kardashians could be like this because I think it was just so well produced, so interesting that not a second went by where I was like, oh my God, except for maybe Malika at the end with her drama. But other than that, I mean, I really thought this was my favorite episode of maybe all the Kardashian recent seasons. I just loved everything about it. I really enjoyed seeing the behind And now, Pamela, what did you think about the episode? Um, well, I just was talking a little bit about this earlier before you lost you guys, but um, I thought that, you know, Lamar was a little upset, obviously, because the Lakers didn't want him anymore, but I think he took the right steps. He spoke to his manager, they talked about other options, and then they finally settled on Dallas, and I think Chloe was an, am was an amazing wife. She was totally down. She's like, you know what? If we have to go, we have to go. They packed up their bags, and they left, and I love them for that. Yeah, she was really great here because, honestly, if it were me, it would drive me crazy because she said in the beginning, like, you know, she's a control freak. She needs a plan. She needs a schedule. And I'm the same exact way. So to, like, not know where you could be living, like, at a moment's notice, have to get up and move and have no idea and no time to prepare, um, to me, would just would just drive me crazy. I, I don't think I'd be able to handle it, just being like, oh, okay, wait, we're moving to Dallas tomorrow. And on top of that, just the stress of, I think it's very, very, what I took away most from this episode is how unfair the teams are to the players, especially in this situation, because not only do they not give them notice, when they finally do let them know, they don't even give them the courtesy of telling Chloe and Lamar first. Literally, Chloe Lamar finds out at the exact same time as the general public, as the media. So she's getting emails and texts, and she doesn't know what's going on. And he has no time to, like, let it sink in. No one sat him down and said, hey, we're going to trade you. Like, that's probably why the second time when he, when the trade first trade went through, he was like, I don't want to go back to a team that just traded me because they didn't even have the decency to sit him down and be like, hey, it's a business. We love you after seven years. So, you know, I just really think, I think I got a bad taste in my mouth for the Lakers in this episode just because I think that, you know, they really disrespected Chloe and Lamar. Right. It's almost like the business comes out in, in this whole thing and it makes you really kind of disappointed because, you know, it's become all about the trades, the contracts, the negotiations. I mean... This is about athletes who love to play the game, and as Lamar said, this is the part that gets in the way kind of thing, and you do end up in this episode totally feeling for Lamar, um, you know, totally 
becoming like wrapped into the story with him and with Chloe. I, I could totally relate to Chloe. Like you said, Mari, same way I'm a control freak. I would not easily be able to handle that news, but she sucks it up for him and she's trying to be there for him. And I love seeing how supportive she is, but it really does make you feel bad for both of them for different reasons. And I agree that it makes this business, you know, it shows, it exposes the harder side of this business. I think it kind of makes, puts a marriage into, you know, an interesting perspective because, you know, you are married to this person and they are moving the next day and you need to pick up your bags and you need to follow them to wherever they go. And that terrifies me. But beyond that, I think Chloe's an amazing woman. She's strong. She, you know, she took the news pretty well, I think. I mean, she was like, oh, okay, we're going to Dallas. I guess we're going to Dallas. And I thought that was great. Uh, I, I admire her. And I think, I think she took it pretty well and her family and well her friends were supportive except like Malika was a little teary eyed but uh, they all helped her pack and she went on her way so I'm excited to see the next episode yeah I'm excited to see how they settle in though I just know from the news and gossip we've been reporting that it seems that he's been having a hard time with it and you could even see it in this episode I mean he literally stayed locked in the house and wouldn't even let Jamie in and I don't even think it was that he didn't want Jamie in I think he didn't want the cameras in because if you saw they were only showing the shots from like the black and white shots from like the cameras that, that are installed in his house like it wasn't like a camera was in there with him because if the camera was in there with him when Jamie was trying to knock in like you would have seen that camera's perspective and so I think I don't even think he didn't want Jamie there I think he probably didn't want the cameras around and at a moment like that when he's trying to just digest it all and all this new information I wouldn't blame him. Yeah, I totally picked up on that, Mari, and I think, you know, I was curious to know what you guys thought uh, of, Chloe definitely seems to be the stronger one in the relationship, Um, the, you know, organized control, control freak, if you will, Uh, not that that's a bad thing, I don't think that's a bad thing, but I'm just curious to know what you guys thought about this. What did you think of Chloe uh, getting on the phone with Lamar's agent? We know we've seen, like, the controlling side of her, the mothering side of her. Do you think that was in, that was interesting to me, that she would get on the phone with his agent and kind of direct him? Did anybody else pick up on that? Yeah, I personally... Pamela, I'll let you take this one first. I, <laughs> I thought that was a little strange. I mean, I don't know what kind of relationship they have. So I don't know if they are friends and, like, you know, he's one of those people that's just in their life every day and, like, they're, you know they're really great friends so I don't I from you know the outsider's perspective we only see what they show us so I thought it was kind of strange that she was calling you know his agent and asking all these questions and he's like you know what it's a business you need to understand it's a business we'll figure it out um and I thought it was a little bizarre but you know I don't know if they are friends so maybe she does talk to him in that way when you know things are great and things are normal I'm not really sure but I did think it was a little strange I didn't because, frankly, we've seen there was a whole episode about how she babies him, and I don't even think this is her babying him. But he obviously is the type of person that when something happens, he maybe can't handle. He shuts down. At least in the beginning, he shuts down. Him locking himself in, not wanting to see people, that shutting down. Where she may be someone who takes action and tries to handle the situation, and so she sees that he's upset that he doesn't want to go back to a team that just traded him. So she is trying to express the agent like just you know he doesn't want to go back like just you know we need to work on finding him a new team like and so I think it was just more her handling the situation that he was unable to handle I didn't I didn't see anything wrong with it 
And I'm not saying there was ne- it was necessarily wrong, but I just thought it was an interesting dynamic that she would get on the phone with his agent. But, I mean, I'm not surprised with Chloe. I think she's just that kind of a person. And I just love the realness about them, even with the moment where he said it to her about Texas, um, the way he sang the song, and then he's like, this is a game, or not a game, it's a sport. You know, I just, that conversation for me, I really loved. I love watching their exchange with each other, especially her with him. You know, she may be motherly, but at the same time, I think she's so supportive, and he definitely was struggling, and she was there for him in so many ways. Um, I just, lo- I really loved, I could have really watched a- an hour of that one. Yeah, no, it was definitely really interesting to see the insider, like, behind it. Like, Pamela, I don't know, how much do you follow sports besides besides this. <laughs> um, I, I follow basketball more than other sports, for sure. I mean, I don't follow it, like, religiously, but I do I do watch it. And so how was it seen, like, how did this compare with, you know, what you saw as the trade was happening on television? You know, I just thought it was interesting because I watched some of it as it was happening, like, the, from ESPN perspective or whatever, and it was really interesting to see it from his side, like, just how, just how disrespectful disrespectful the team is and and not really giving him a heads up. Yeah, that's really frustrating because she was in the car and she was listening to it over the radio and it's, you know, it's tough. That's how it is sometimes. You know, they don't sit down and talk to you about it. You kind of just hear either through your husband but if you have to hear it on the radio before your husband can get to you, it's kind of like why am I being told what my future holds via radio? So it's kind of frustrating. I can't even imagine living a life like that where you know, it is a business. At the end of the day, a business is a business, but it's it, it's it sucks sometimes. You know, you the rumors and you know, I I did follow it when it was like on when I was like on EL Nine and ESPN and everyone was talking about the trade. You know, is he going to the Hornets? Is he going to Dallas? And it was all over the place. So it's nice to see you know the background, what happened, how she reacted, where she was, what she said. I thought it was really fascinating, and you know, it is sad that that's how it is. But, you know, you, you marry an athlete, and that's the life you sign up for. And now, I don't know if you guys are going to, like, agree with me on this. And I'm not sure how I feel about it. But when I first saw that the first trade itself true in New Orleans, I thought, oh, he can just go back to the Lakers. Like, I understand that, like, he's kind of feeling like, oh, you guys wanted to trade me in the first place. But if he really loves being in L.A., then why didn't he just go back and stay with the Lakers? Like, through this fluke of the first deal falling through, he could have just stayed a Laker. Um, you know, maybe a trade would happen later down the line. But I don't know. My first opinion was like, oh, well, he can just go back now. And so do you think he should have just gone back just because he can at least be in L.A.? Or do you think it was just so disrespectful to him to then walk into the locker room the next day of a team that tried to trade him the day before? Wow. I See, think- now this is where I come in because I'm not a sports person by any means, to be honest, especially when it comes to basketball. And that's why I say this show, this episode was even so great, not really knowing, um, you know, the backstories and things like that or, you know, the main stories, I should say. And it was still that, that interesting to me. I think for this, I feel like I could understand where he was coming from, how you can't kind of like walk into a team after they were ready to trade you. I think there's even more to what we saw um, as far as that part of it and, and the politics there. Um, I think that's why I say we need an hour in this episode because I think there was even more backstory that we weren't getting as to why this trade was happening because at first this whole episode is going on and I'm like, wait, he went to New Orleans? Wait, I'm, I'm all confused. I thought it was Dallas for sure. And then I realized 
as the episode played out how it exactly went, but obviously a trade was, it seemed a trade was happening. So something, you know, was going on there. Yeah, I think that Lamar, you know, it's hard when you find out that a team that you've been with for seven years all of a sudden doesn't want you and it's it's upsetting. So I can see how he kind of reacted like, you know what, well, if the Lakers don't want me, then I'm going to go somewhere else. And even though, you know, he ended up getting back to the Lakers and was like, you know what, I'm not going to do it. I think it's all about pride. I mean, I feel like he has a lot of pride in himself and he's not going to go back to a team that just almost traded him, especially since he's been so, you know, supportive and loyal and LA is his home. And, you know, when you're so used to something and something's your home and you're so attached, you know, even though it is a business, like your heart's still in it. So I think he did make a right decision and, you know, he went back to talk to his manager and he went to go find out other options. And I think he did the right thing. But now, Jackie, you keep, you're saying that how you'd want it to be a whole hour. This was so interesting. And I know that they'll stretch out the drama and it will continue next week. But my question is, did you like watching just one storyline just about the trade for the 30 minutes? Or do you miss the storyline being maybe something on, you know, Jane or Rob or Malika? Like, did you like, do you maybe want something lighter? Or did you like it having a full 30 minutes on this? See, that's why I think I love this episode so much is because the second Malika made the crying about her at the end, it reminded me of like, you know, okay, we're getting away from reality and going back to reality TV, you know, the way it's produced sometimes. Like, I feel like Malika made that moment about her when it should have been like kind of all about Chloe and Chloe ends up consoling Malika and that like really got under my skin for some reason. I I just, for some reason, Malika tends to get under my skin. I don't necessarily blame the girl. I think she seems like a very nice girl, but I'd much rather watch a meaningful storyline and watch this couple go through this, you know, dramatic change in their life, watching Chloe have to really, um, you know, roll with the punches on something that she's never had to deal with in her life, watching a Kardashian have some, you know, hardships to overcome in a real way. I, for me, I would take that for an hour any day over storyline B. Unless, you know, it's like Bruce Jenner. Then I tend to <laughs> I found, I actually... What about you, Pamela? I found it to be kind of, it felt kind of long. I, you know, I, I was interested in the trade and, you know, everything that happened in the back end. But it felt kind of like, okay, this is happening and then this is happening and this is... And I kind of wanted a, something different. Um, I don't really think I enjoyed it as much. Like, I, I liked seeing the back you know, the back behind the scenes things, but I, I wish there was another storyline. I mean, even I wish I would have seen more of like, you know, how did Chris Jenner react? You know, how did her sisters react? Like, did she call them? And what did she tell them? And what did, what did they say? And I would have liked to see more, uh, more of like the news being revealed to her family to see how they felt when she told them that she was moving to Dallas. And obviously Chris Jenner is all about the business and she needs to be in LA. So I would have liked to see more of that. Um, I do agree. I would have liked to have seen the Kardashians come in a little bit here. I would have loved to have seen, have seen a Kris Jenner or a Bruce Jenner reaction here. Um, even though it's Chloe and Lamar, we tend to have those, you know, family members pop in again. And I, I actually agree with you, Pamela, on that one. I would have loved to have seen some reactions. Maybe that's coming next week. You know, you never know. Yeah, it would be really interesting to see um, all of them react to the news. Um, and I agree with you, Jackie, we'll probably get that next week. But I will say it was nice not having 
I, I, I don't mind when there's two storylines because I think it would have like kept it maybe not as slow. But this is probably the most real episode that we've seen because I think that the reason why there's storyline A and storyline B is because it's produced. And this type of drama can't be produced. Producers probably weren't even expecting this type of drama. So this to them just kind of fell in their lap and like, oh, great. Like, what real drama to finally capture on a reality show? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and like almost the like producers probably just sat back and took a break from the writing room for a week while like actual real (laughs) drama took place that they didn't have to like make up. (laughs) So I will say I like that it was real. I do think it was a little bit slow that maybe seeing, um, Seeing some of the Kardashians' take on it would be interesting, but I bet you will get that next episode. Right. I think there was so much for them that they weren't prepared for. I agree with you, Mari. They were probably like, wow, gold right here. Um, they're probably new at handling real drama. <laughs> Even the way they spiced in some of the news reporters and things like that, that was it felt like almost like a different show at times than what we're used to seeing anyway. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, because it was so real. Um, So why don't we, unless you guys have anything else to talk about with the episode, I think, you know, because it was just one topic of the trade, it kind of makes it easier for us to just break down. Um, But if you don't have anything else, let's go to a quick commercial break because I got some news and gossip on the trade and on other things and some predictions. After Buzz TV. Hi, I was once like you. A lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And, like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then, I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzz TV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds. Like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV aftershows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? All right, so we are back now, and I have some news and gossip to go over. I don't know if you guys happened to walk by newsstands this week, but somehow the Kardashians were on nearly every tabloid magazine, which is weird to me because there's nothing that big going on with them, except they just have this relationship with magazine editors and things that even though there was bigger celebrity news to report this week than the Kardashians, Kim was on one cover, Divorced Hell, Chloe was on one cover, Courtney was on one cover, so the cover Chloe was on was Star Magazine, and it was Chloe Lamar at the end, and apparently he's caught with a naked woman, and infertility drove them apart, and that they're still faking it for the cameras. I'm not buying it. I think that this is just, you know, publicity for the sake of publicity. I Sometimes I don't know if it's the magazines come up with it, or Chris Jenner is like, oh, we need a story on us this week, and like doesn't even care that it's not true. But to me, that couldn't be farthest from the truth. They seem happy to me, and I have news to report on Lamar maybe not doing so great in Dallas, but still they seem like they're on solid footing. Yeah, this one just sounds like people are reaching for a story with them. Um, I, I don't buy it. 
Yeah, I don't think Chris. Jenner yeah, Pamela, would, what do you think? I don't think Chris Jenner would would make rumors for her daughter, but I do think that they're making things up, and I don't I don't think they're faking it at all. I think it's just they're bored and they need a new story. And Kardashian covers sell. Yeah, they they do sell, but I it was just weird to me because there, I feel like there was bigger celebrity news this week. I don't know, like Hunger Games or something that that to have them on like so many covers when when they're not doing anything that, you know, that news-breaking this week seemed kind of odd. The one news-breaking thing was, I mean, obviously you guys probably saw videos or pictures of this, but was um, Kim Kardashian getting flower-bombed at her um, at her perfume launch, which to me I thought was hilarious. <laughs> I really like how she handled it, though. You know, she handled it with grace and really well. Like, I don't know if you guys saw when Ryan Seacrest had that ash thrown on him at the Oscars by Sasha Baron Cohen. He, like, didn't handle it that well, I don't think. Like, you could tell on camera that he was, like, kind of peeved and freaking out. And it's like, come on, who cares? Stop, take yourself so seriously. And so I liked that Kim Kardashian at first laughed it off. Obviously, she then later changed her tune and was like, I'm going to charge this woman. You know, bullying shouldn't be allowed. And I was like, whatever. At first, I liked her reaction. But then, of course, Chloe stood up for Kim, which I'm not surprised. And because it turned out that the flower bomber has relations with PETA, she is stepping down um, from being linked with PETA because she did a whole PETA um, naked ad a couple years back and she said, I just received word that the woman responsible has very close ties to PETA despite PETA publicly stating otherwise. Not only has PETA lied to the public, but they've proved that they support this kind of behavior. I've been a vocal supporter of PETA for a long time, but I've also been very vocal about anti-bullying, so this is a huge disappointment for me. So what do you guys think about what, what Chloe did there? Well, I have to say, I did read this story, and I did, I agree with you 100%, Mari, that she did, Kim did handle this well, um, when I first read this story. I haven't heard the, you know, latest update until you just updated up here, um, but, I mean, I totally agree, no bullying, anti-bullying, but, you know, things happen in the entertainment industry, I don't feel like it was, you know, so serious. Um, same thing with the Ryan Seacrest thing, like, okay, you don't even own the suit anyway, you can just take it off later, and it's not a big deal, um, but, so, I don't know of how far it should go, I don't think it should turn into, into this whole bullying thing, necessarily, but, um, I, you know, it's not right, I do, I, I prefer Kim's reaction, like, kind of changing, laughing, not laughing it off, but shaking it off, and, and moving on. Yeah, I think Kim definitely handled it well. Yeah, um, uh, Pamela? I think she handled it very well. I don't think... I, I just am shocked that someone was allowed that far into the carpet and all the way up into her face and just dumped it, like, without anyone, like, noticing. I'm sure people were next to her watching, seeing what was happening. Um, but, yeah, she handled it well. But then she was kind of like, I'm going to press charges, and I was just like, get over it. It was a mistake. And, I mean, not a mistake, but, well... Yeah, I don't know how she got in there, but I just, I think she handled it well, except for pressing charges. I think that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, no, I think that, I think that Chloe suiting up for Kim was not that surprising to me, given her nature, but I think Kim should have just brushed it off um, and let, let Chloe be the bully for her. I know Chloe's not, she's against bullying, but you know, she only sticks up for Kim, and so she should have let Chloe handle the dirty business, and Kim should have just laughed it off. But um, my final news to report is 
that um, Lamar Odom, I guess, is not going to be playing the next couple games for the Dallas Mavericks. We reported a couple weeks ago he missed a couple games because his dad is sick. And now, according to uh, the Mavericks blog, he was excused from practice earlier today, and it seems he'll miss a few games until he feels better. He apparently has a fever. He played on Friday, but he's clearly not playing up to the standards that his coaches want him to. Um, So... I don't know if this is because of underlying issues, as Star Magazine seems to claim, or if he just goes run down and sick. Uh, but we're going to be missing him for the next couple games. Yeah, it seems like he's having a hard time, obviously. Um, you know, I don't know how far they go in filming, but, um, you know, I I feel like there's a lot going on with him right now that, that I wish they were capturing, whether for this season or next season. Yeah, definitely. Hi, sorry. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say something. I, I wish him better. Um, hope he gets, I mean, he's going going through a lot with his father and now the sickness, but um, I wish him well. Yeah, so let's hope he does better, um, but let's get into some quick predictions. And now... All right, I can only hear the prediction music faintly, <laughs> but um, it looks to me, like, they're packing up. They're moving to Dallas. We saw Malika crying. We saw Chloe packing the boxes. It'll be interesting to see them, like, when they first arrived and in the very beginning because now we know that they're settled into this great apartment. And, um, you know, I believe that Jamie ends up moving in with them. That's why I'm so interested to see the beginning because what happens to their whole little clan in L.A.? What happens to Rob? What happens to Malika? What happens to Jamie? Um, I think Jamie's going to end up moving in and then the other two stay in L.A. because Malik is an actress, so she probably won't come. Um, but what do you guys think? Oh, well, if Jamie moves in, that will just be <laughs> so interesting to watch him make a mockery of himself. But um, I feel like that will lead into some serious trouble. But I feel like we're we're really getting into the, as we are reporting on these news stories, we're getting into the emotional stress that Lamar is obviously deeper diving into um i think next week is going to start that too yeah i'd be curious to see what happens i mean i know chloe got emotional and lamar was a little stressed out so just to see what kind of fights they get into and how they handle the stress and you know the moving you know out of state in like a day and two days and i want to see how it all plays out yeah, so everyone will have to stay tuned, and thank you for joining us tonight, and make sure to watch Jackie Moran's uh, Dancing with the Stars coverage tomorrow night. Uh, that's our exclusive coverage for Dancing with the Stars with Maria and you guys support. And uh, stay tuned for next week, everyone. Have a good night. Good night, everyone. Good night. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.